Welcome back on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Time now for Focus on Faith, and this is a good one. One brother's a bishop, the other's a priest. Bishop Bill Walk, a Notre Dame alum. Father Neil Walk, a Purdue undergrad. Both went to Notre Dame to become priests of the Congregation of the Holy Cross. They're South Bend natives and two of the youngest of ten children. They graduated from La Salle High School and were parishioners at Christ the King growing up. They have a zillion Notre Dame connections, including Grandpa living across the street from Newt Rockney. Bill is a bishop of Pensacola, Tallahassee. He was actually in Florida State's athletic director's box in week one, uh, sneakily cheering for Notre Dame underneath his breath. Neil working here in South Bend for a long time for the congregation. He's currently the religious superior for the Holy Cross community at Stonehill College. But most of all, they're brothers who love each other, love the Lord, and brothers who certainly want bragging rights over the other here today. Here's Focus on Faith with Bishop Bill and Father Neil Walk. All right, uh, Bishop Bill and Father Neil, thanks for joining us. Great to have uh, two brothers on opposite sides of the Notre Dame-Purdue rivalry joining us here. And that's what this rivalry game is really all about, right? Uh, families divided uh, w- when this game happens. Bishop Bill, I want to start with you because I know your brother grew up a Notre Dame fan, and then he eventually went to Purdue and became a Purdue fan. What was your reaction when you realized he was slowly becoming a Purdue fan over a Notre Dame football fan? Well, it's funny because it was just understood in my family that you rooted, you cheered for Notre Dame. I mean, my grandfather, our grandfather taught there for 30 some years. I think he graduated 100 years ago next year, I think. I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, and it was just, you know, my my father went there from 46 to 50, never saw Notre Dame lose. They tied twice, I believe, but they never lost in his undergrad career. So, I mean, it's just... Our great uncle was a Holy Cross priest. It was it was understood. So actually, and we're I'm number nine, Neil's number ten. And so actually, by the time it got to Neil, I think choosing Purdue, it was it was almost kind of like it was understood that somebody would do that. You know, someone <laughs> would, would uh, betray the family. <laughs> so, Father Neil, what was it like betraying the family? Well, thank you for asking, Angelo. Uh, I made my mother cry, so that was one thing. Uh, <laughs> New Year's Eve, before I made the uh, decision, I told everyone, this: when the big ball drops, I'll tell you where I'm going to school. So, so believe it or not, this was back when the admissions were a lot easier. I was accepted in Notre Dame and Purdue. And uh, I, the big ball dropped. I said, I'm going to Purdue. And my mom just started crying. So I thought, oh, this is great. I've broken her heart. Uh, but boy, it, it's, it's a good school, I got to tell you. So I was pretty happy to go there. What, what was the reaction like then when they realized you were actually going to root for Purdue besides just going to Purdue in the Purdue-Notre Dame games? Oh, I think it was open disgust, Angelo. They were not happy with the, the idea because, as Billy said, Bishop Bill, excuse me, uh, that was supposed to be our destiny was always to root for Notre Dame. And then when there was a, a Notre Dame-Purdue game and I started saying, no, I'm, I'm going for Purdue, yeah, they uh, almost disowned me, but then they realized I'm taking a vow of poverty, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> you know, Bishop Bill, uh, can you explain the you, you you started the love of Notre Dame in the family, but you know, and you mentioned you guys are uh, among ten kids there and the the family history, but it goes even farther back. I mean, the fact that you know you have family members that lived across the street from Rockney. Can you uh, take us through the the history and how how much maybe you guys were taught? about Notre Dame football and Notre Dame and the love of it based on the fact that that connection to Newt Rockney? 
Yeah, it's just, it was just always there, you know. Um, my, yes, our grandfather, as I said, I think it was, a, I think I have to make sure, but uh, he graduated 100 years ago and then taught after that. And that's not a euphemism, I'm not saying that's not, you know, like he graduated a thousand years ago. No, it really was a hundred years ago from Notre Dame. And then, and um, and grew up there and lived right across from the Rockneys. And so I understand that he knew Canoe pretty well. And my grandmother and Mrs. Rockney would get together occasionally for tea or just to visit and everything. And um, dad talked about, as a little boy, watching the team practice in uh, the Rockney's backyard, I guess. And uh, he said they could see the ball, you know, going over there, throwing the ball, passing it. And, and he would have some players over there and he'd work on, you know, offense or something like that in the backyard. It's just, it really is interesting because for us, that's jaw dropping, you know, but for dad and for grandpa, that was like, yeah, what, that was our neighbor, you know, I mean, they, I, they know it was special, but for them, it wasn't that special. But anyway, it's just, that's part of our DNA. I think, you know, it's, it's in our family, just in our blood. Uh, Father Neil, obviously you, you were a Notre Dame fan, as we mentioned, growing up. So hearing those stories, how neat was that from your perspective as well to hear, wait a minute, we grew up hanging out with the Rockneys? Right, right. No, very cool. Uh, you know, when we were growing up, there were 10 of us in the family, so it was very difficult to get to the games. Uh, but we would go to the blue and gold game every year. And uh, Pop would take us down to the field after the game and we'd get signatures from all these different people so you just yeah they were just our our idols you know our heroes you know people like joe montana and um joe theisman um ken mcafee i liked ken mcafee a lot actually he's one of my favorite players uh ross browder just people all these different folks from the 70s and 80s um so yeah to hear that they actually knew newt rockney and and grandpa i think rode the streetcar with them sometimes so just really really cool Bishop Bill Walk, Father Neil Walk, the two Walk brothers, uh, South Bend natives, joining us here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays, our Focus on Faith interview. It doesn't get much of a more focus on faith for a football show than a bishop and a and a brother who's also a priest here. Bishop Bill, you know, who were some of your favorite players growing up? You know, it's funny. I would say the same thing. Neil and I, we were, we, we were close. We are close, so we would follow the same folks. But, yeah, I mean, just uh, – just thinking about those, uh, the great uh, tight ends, especially. I don't know why, you know, Notre Dame's tight end university, or it was. Yeah. And uh, so all those folks. And any, and frankly, it was anyone who would give me their autograph at the time. I was just like, I would frame it. It's like, not frame it, you know, put it up. This is huge. They know me. I know Ross Browner, Ken McAfee, whatever. Um, and then um, I was privileged to go there as an undergrad. We both went there as grad students, but as an undergrad, that was uh, the last time we won it all. You know, that was my senior year in 88, 89. And so um, just uh, just that, obviously, Rocket and Ishmael and Tim Brown and everything, you know, and Reggie Ho. It's really fun to be there during those years as well. What was that experience like? To I imagine you never thought that was going to be the – the, the most recent one, right? As you go these, the, the, all these years later, but what was that like to be an undergrad there? Cause I was there as an undergrad at Syracuse when we won the basketball national championship in 2003. It's the thing I talk about more than anything. So what was that like as uh, as an undergrad to be a part of uh, a national championship? Well, it's funny. It's like what I said, what we were saying about grandpa and dad, you know, growing up with the rock knees and everything right there right next door. It was not normal, but it was, you know, Notre Dame. They won all the time. And when we won that one in 88, 89, it's like, well, this is a dynasty. I mean, with Lou Holtz, we're just going to keep going. How many championships will we win? You know, so 
at the time, I mean, of course it was huge. It was big. We were there and uh, we, we um, went to the Fiesta Bowl and watched them win that and, you know, be declared number one and went out on the field and all that. You know, it was there. It was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, yeah, you said you mentioned Syracuse, you know, winning it all and everything. You know how that is. It's just euphoric. Well, a bunch of us, a bunch of uh, my brothers and I, Neil, and we got in a van and, and went down there and it was a crazy trip and a fun trip and everything. And then just, uh, again, like I said, Notre Dame won big games like that. You just, you knew it, you know, we were going down there. We had a lot of swagger, you know, signs on the vans, you know, and ND and number one and all that. And coming back was a lot of fun. The van broke down, but that was a mess. But anyway, just, it was really, really fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Father Neil, as you transitioned to become a Purdue fan over Notre Dame, what were the experiences like when you were watching a Purdue Notre Dame game? A little bit of uh, schizophrenia, you might say. Kind of, am I rooting for this team or that team? You know, always worried about um, people making fun of me or ragging on me. I don't know what the word is these days, but teasing me about it, I guess you'd say that's a timeless word. Uh, and uh, just trying to kind of quietly root for him. It's kind of like Billy did uh, there at Florida State last weekend. You just have to kind of cheer, you know. Um, so I cheer for both teams for the most part. But, yeah, I, I think it was that growing up with Notre Dame and seeing their swagger and seeing how, you know, the kind of football titan they are, that there was a little part of me that sparked, you know. It's like, well, but Purdue's pretty good too, you know. And so uh, you'd kind of – be really, really happy when they won. <laughs> what What was your favorite memory in the rivalry? You know, once you were were a Purdue student and then a Purdue grad. Yeah, well, I was a, a Purdue student uh, from what eighty eight to ninety three. I was on the five year plan, um, and uh, it was uh, not a great time for Purdue football. God bless them, um, but it was they just were not that good. Uh, so it was actually when I went back there during my formation time, my first year in uh, seminary formation, I went there in 97 um, for the Purdue-Notre Dame game, and it was just amazing. Notre Dame did well, but Purdue uh, edged them out, and so we actually rushed the field, and at that moment, I was totally Purdue. There was no uh, Notre Dame involved. We took the goalposts down and might have had a few beverages afterwards or before. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I don't remember, but so I, I was kind of taunting the Notre Dame fans in the crowd. And at one point I thought, what, what am I doing here? So that both sides were kind of in conflict at that point. But it was a great, great memory. Great to be there. Bishop, is that when you guys threw him out of the family? <laughs> Oh, that was a lot uh, yes. No, it is interesting, though. I do remember that there were times when uh, Neil would watch the game elsewhere, either in another room or in another location, and that was good. And it wasn't bitter, you know, because, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, would, I, I don't know. I'm sure there are some Notre Dame fans who really hate Purdue, you know, to use that strong language. But but it's it's we don't direct that kind of emotion to Purdue as we do, say, to um, other schools, like maybe USC or Michigan, you know, that have, uh, you know, this... It's really emotional attachment or whatever detachment anyway. Uh, so it was, it was friendly, but, but, but it was like, yeah, you, you just go watch over there. You know, it might be better for both of us, for all of us. Bishop, you got a chance to be at the, we hinted at this at the Florida state game uh, because you are the Bishop down there at Pensacola, Tallahassee. And uh, you were remarking before we started, you were in the, in the athletic director's box and you kind of had a, be very careful in how you're cheering. Take us through that and how difficult that is <laughs> as the Bishop uh, of Florida State Territory, but obviously a true and true Notre Dame fan. 
Yeah, it was really fun. The um, the athletic director, his wife actually is a parishioner at, a, at one of our parishes. And so she invited me and a couple of other Notre Dame grads to come into the box. Um, but, you know, I knew it we, at the, on the back of the badge. It said we respectfully ask that you do not wear apparel of the opposing team in the box. And we respectfully ask you do not cheer out loud for the opposing team, which makes total sense. It's the athletic director's box. Um, so the three of us were huddled in the corner, you know, and actually they had asked that we all wear masks in the box. You look out, 70,000 people, no masks, but in the, in, the, uh, uh, in the boxes we were wearing masks. So that helped us actually. So when Notre Dame would score, we would just say, okay, you guys, mental high five, mental high five. Isn't this awesome? All right, all right. <laughs> Meanwhile, you hear behind us, no, no, no. And they're, they're complaining and everything and they're really mad. And we're just like, okay, yes, yes. We're cheering on the inside, cheering on the inside. But, and then, you know, and then we had a little swagger because we scored, Notre Dame scored early and we thought, all right, this is going to be easy. So, you know, FSU scored and we got up and we did the tomahawk chop, you know, and we're, oh, you know, just kept being nice, <laughs> nice guests and everything. But then as FSU started to, you know, excel and it looked like Notre Dame might lose we kind of just sat there again mouse like in the in the corner but it was nice it was just friendly it was just we I couldn't I, I like to pace I like to kind of you know express myself yell a little bit at this tv screen or whatever and just get that energy out but it was weird just huddled watching the game in there I mean this maybe sounds like a silly question because obviously you guys are priests and prayer is so much about uh the way you live your life but uh, how much did you intersect football and faith together, you know, growing up and then as you became students and then after you became priests, how, how did that maybe evolve over time in terms of that intersection of how football played with faith in, in your guys' mind? So uh, from a family of 10, there were uh, two girls and eight boys in a row. So after school, uh, we would throw our books in the house and then we'd go outside and play. And it, sometimes it was baseball and basketball, but a lot of times it was football. Um, in fact, I have some uh, scars on my knees from where my older brother, Bishop Bill, tripped me into the end zone, which was the street. It was totally illegal, and there's still bits of gravel in my knees. Uh, so as we uh, would play football and have a good time, then all of a sudden at the door, our mom would appear and would just yell out, rosary. And we all knew what that meant. We had to come in and pray the rosary. And so begrudgingly, sometimes we would go in and pray the family rosary. Um, and I remember as I was praying the rosary, thinking of plays, you know, how as soon as we finish those 15 minutes, we can get back out, and I know the play that's going to actually win the game for us. Um, so there was kind of that interaction back then. Um, later on, for me, just um, just wearing the, the clerical shirt, um, walking on campus during a football weekend there at Notre Dame, um, that, that was a an, an huge interaction because obviously all these fans were coming in for the home football games. And sure, they'd go to the stadium and they'd go to the bookstore and those are great things, but they would end up gravitating towards the uh, Basilica and the Grotto. And so just to be able to interact with them and, and have people walking on campus, they'd, they'd think I worked there or something. So where's this? Where's that? But inevitably they would say, Father, will you pray for me? You know, my, I just lost my mom, right? I'm worried about my my grandfather, you know, or just what have you. So just that, that neat inter intersection happened so easily um, at Notre Dame for those home football games. So it was just always neat to walk around as a priest um, 
little more interesting during the tailgating. Uh, sometimes people would kind of point at you and say, is, is that real? Is that real? Pointing at my collar. Um, and they'd want to take pictures drunkenly. Uh, I'd, I'd always take pictures with them. And I'd say, well, now you have to make sure you pray. Pray after this. Sure, we'll pray for the Irish. And I'm like, all right, that's a good start, I guess. Uh, so that was where I found that intersection. Yeah, and, and I think for me, it was more um, after I was in seminary, kind of like what Neil was saying, you know, just uh, that, that presence of uh, kind of wearing something that, that identified me as a seminarian and later as a priest, that, that was kind of a neat way to bring the faith into that venue, if you will. But also, I would say this, just kind of being proud of seeing um, Notre Dame uh, kind of embrace, I know this sounds funny, but embrace the faith during the game more and more you know yeah. when i was an undergrad you never heard them announce uh mass times but now it's a normal thing you know masses will be celebrated in the following 10 locations after the game you know a little bit of prayer i wish we said a prayer before the games i, I hinted at that with one of the presidents and because we do that at the service academies they pray before the, the games i wish we would do that but all right well finally uh well, you still got to give us some predictions what do you guys think uh father neil we'll go with your prediction first Oh boy, one's uh, gonna have envelopes that listen to this probably, so this will be safe. Um, church envelopes, you know, giving my. Uh, I'm gonna say Purdue 30, Notre Dame 17. Wow, he didn't I even know. just pick Purdue; he picked the 13 points. Wow, I'm um, sorry, I just based off last weekend, but I, you know, sure, Purdue um, did really well. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. It was close, except I had it the other way around. I don't know why, just the numbers uh, 32 to 24, Notre Dame came uh, to mind. Okay. I just want to thank you both for, for joining us and uh, sharing your stories, the family history and everything like that. And, and uh, it was great to hear those stories here on Focus on Faith. Thank you, Angelo. Thanks so much. Go Irish, go Boilers. Yep. God bless you all. Thank you for having us. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. The Golden Rule. When you schedule a financial checkup with Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, our people will be helpful and honest and kind. They will look for ways to save you money. And when your checkup is complete, they will send $150 to Redeemer Radio. For more info, visit NotreDameFCU.com slash elevate. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union.